trouble The people too are mess around They're doing the mess around They're doing the mess around Everybody doing the mess around Ah, everybody was juice You can bet your soul They did the boogie boogie With a sturdy roll They mess around They're doing the mess around Doing the mess around, everybody doing the mess around. Now, uh, when I say stop, don't you move a pain. When I say go, just uh, shake your leg and do the mess around. I declare, do the mess around. Yeah, do the mess around. Everybody's doing the mess around. Now, let me have it, that boy.
Just around the corner from the Alpine Inn and down the road from Tussie's, this is Pacific Street Blues, broadcasting across western Iowa and eastern Nebraska for 31 years at 100,000 watts, three hours of blues power. <laughs> Sounds pretty impressive when you say it that way. Hey, starting off this week's edition of Pacific Street Blues with an old uh, kind of New Orleans classic mess around, uh, that featuring the playing of, of course, the great Ray Charles. Now, I became familiar with that track through a guy named Professor Longhair, Roland Bird, otherwise known as the Fess. And we did hear from Fess there with Rock and Pneumonia. And I was just thinking back in about seventh grade, so that would have been 1972, Rock and Pneumonia was a big hit on the radio. And who was it? Like Hurricane Smith had that hit? I want to say that's who it was. But uh, welcome. Welcome to this week's edition of Pacific Street Blues. Hopefully you had a good week, a cold week. But, you know, a cold day in Nebraska, there's a lot worse places you could be, believe it or not. Well, we've got a great show for you this week. we got Matt Cox interview, which we aired originally back in June. Of course, uh, in January then, we've revisited interviews that I did last year with Chris Logger. Hector Anshando, Matt Whipke, and now Matt Cox. So the, each of those artists has albums out this year. Each of those artists are significant players in the market. And so I thought it would be a good idea to kind of catch us all back up to all that great music that came out last year. Of course, we're taking a look at New Orleans music here. We're going to continue with a tremendous track here from the Neville Brothers. I found out about the Neville Brothers because they opened for the Rolling Stones on their tour in, I think it was uh, 1981, maybe it was 1978, I don't remember. But they opened for them, and I've uh, adored them ever since, seen them numerous times. That's where I met Bob Malone. He was an opening act for the Neville Brothers, and got to spend uh, numerous conversations with the guys in the band. They did appear on this show, by the way, uh, after they did the uh, Peony Park show. You remember Peony Park, right? Also, we're going to hear from the legendary saxophone player from James Brown, Maceo Parker. He's going to do a cover of the old uh, Dr. John track, Mac Rebenack, Right Place, Wrong Time. And uh, yes, I do have John, uh, Max, version of the song, but I uh, thought I would do something a little bit different. We like to do that from time to time here on Pacific Street Blues. So let's hear some music. Get your dancing shoes on this no this next one. It's going to make you want to get up on the floor and shake your booty. Yeah. <laughs>
from Maceo Parker for you right here on Pacific Street Blues. We're going to take a brief underwriter's break and come back with the music of Sun Records out of Memphis, Tennessee. Of course, the legendary label. Guys like Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Roy Orbison, Charlie Rich, Carl Perkins, the list goes on and on. Jerry Lee Lewis, Billy Lee Riley. We're going to take a look at all that great music today. And the sound that sort of launched it came from Omaha. Sort of. Well, kind of. Yeah, yeah. 
Some music there of Winoni Harris. Harris was born in Omaha, Nebraska, and his song Good Rockin' Tonight was influential on Elvis Presley and was one of the early recorded singles that he had done over at Sun Records. So, in essence, indirectly, though it may be, uh, out of Omaha, Nebraska, the influence upon Sun Records and, of course, the legendary figure Elvis Presley, brought by Winoni Harris. Well, Sun Records began long before Elvis got there, but he really was the artist that took them over the top and made them a national name. We're going to take a look at uh, Elvis Presley and the rockabilly sound that he brought. Of course, rock and Billy Hillbilly uh, kind of came together. There were a lot of artists in that genre, and we'll talk about that after this set of music. But let's hear from Paul McCartney. Of course, McCartney from the Beatles was heavily influenced by Elvis Presley, as were most kids of that age. And so we're going to hear his song, That's All Right. Carl Perkins, the original iteration of Blue Suede Shoes, another song that Elvis had a big hit with. And then the man himself, as he sings, Let's Play House. Here we go. That's all right with you That's all right, mama Any way you do That's all right That's all right That's all right, now, mama Any way you do Well, mama, she done told me 
you sneak up in my kitchen, hit up all the bread. Baby, when my back is turned, you're dealing in my bed. That's alright, that's alright. Yeah, that's alright, no more. Baby, I wanna play house with you. Well, you may go 
fooling now, baby, come back, baby, come back, baby, come back, baby, I want to play out with you. There isn't nothing to tell you, baby, what I'm talking about. Come on back to me, little girl, so we can play some house and I'll be come back, baby, come, come back, baby, come, come back, baby, I want to play house with you. All in the house, baby. Of course, that's Elvis Presley for you right here on Pacific Street Blues, and we're exploring the music label Sun Records out of Memphis, Tennessee. Well, Elvis kind of begins his career blending kind of black gospel and white gospel and dabbling in what we might call rockabilly music. A couple of interesting stories that I have. Number one is a local author who operates under the nom de plume, Miss Cassette, recently did an article, a rather lengthy article, about Sparkle Moore. And of course, Sparkle Moore was considered by many to be the female Elvis Presley and went on to a modest but interesting recording career. She was from Omaha, Nebraska, and so I'm going to put the link for that article. It's a, a column called My Omaha Obsession, and it's written by a young woman named Miss Cassette, and it's absolutely a fabulous detailed story of where Sparkle Moore lived in Omaha, what she did in high school. She was a Central High School graduate. It's simply fascinating stuff. The other thing is when I was working in the record industry, I had a chance to go to Capitol Records at, uh, down in uh, Los Angeles, and we went into the vault where they have all the original master tapes, or not all of them, but quite a few of them, and I always remembered as we were walking through there, I spied the original Sweet Jean uh, Vincent and the Blue Caps, Sweet Bebopalula, and it was on a reel-to-reel tape in a box. And I grabbed it, I said, can I, can I touch it? And they were like, of course. And so I grabbed the box and I kind of held it and I thought, this is the song that John Lennon said he knew his career would be successful if he ever wrote a song as good as Bebopalula. Well, I think he achieved that goal and in fact recorded that song on his album Rock and Roll. But uh, it was one of those memorable moments that connects, at least for me, with Rockabilly. We're going to take a brief underwriter's break and we're going to come back with the blues roots of chess records, including guys like Little Milton Campbell and B.B. King and Howlin' Wolf and others in just a moment. Mm -hmm. 
some serious blues there from James Cotton, a track there entitled Cotton Crop Blues. Prior to that, we did hear from Howlin' Wolf as well in a famous track by The Wolf called Moanin' at Midnight. Now, both of those began originally on the Sun recording label, but they're largely associated today with chess records out of Chicago, Illinois. And so if we kind of take a look at what's going on in history at this point in time, you've got the major recording labels but you've got this developing sound of independent labels, much like we might have seen like during the punk rock movement of the, of the uh, 19, late 1970s, early 1980s, or maybe the Seattle sound and, and those record labels coming out of Seattle that were associated with kind of the grunge movement of the 1990s. Well, the same thing's occurring in the late 1940s and early 1950s. And what they're doing that's a little bit different is, number one, is they'll trade tracks among the independent uh, recording labels. So Chess Records kind of has the Chicago market, and Sun Records kind of has the Nash or the Memphis market, and so on and so on. And so they'll help each other out in that way to further the uh, distribution of the records, but to also get the jukeboxes, because the money at this time was in the jukebox as opposed to in the independent sales to take home, consumer sales. 
And so they would do that and coordinate with each other in that regard. Well, let's continue to take a look at the blues music that Sun Records began in their early career recording. They're going to shift later to the legendary kind of white performers that we associate with Sun Records. But uh, interestingly enough, a young man named B.B. King had a show, a 15-minute AM radio program in Memphis at the time. And Blues Boy, as he went by, uh, is going to go into Sun Records and record the B.B. Blues, B.B. Blues. And so this is his name is going to be associated with this track. And this is kind of among his earliest recordings. We're also going to hear from Little Milton Campbell, Little Milton. And you may recognize that name. He had uh, Grits Ain't Groceries was a big hit for him. And he's also associated with the Chess Recording label. And so, uh, interestingly enough, of these four performers, Wolf, Cotton, King, and Little Milton, three of them, so Little Milton, B.B. King, and James Cotton were all on Pacific Street Blues at one time or another. And so uh, we're doing the best that we can to make sure we get you some good interviews there. Let's hear some music now.
I now recall, but some may, that we had Little Milton play along with Charlie Musselwhite and the band Indigenous on the corner of Saddle Creek Road in California years ago at the Homer's location. That was a lot of fun. I got to drive uh, Little Milton around and kind of get to know him a little bit. He was uh, quiet, but it was a fun experience to be in the presence of someone who had not only recorded with Sun Records, but Chess Records as well. Now, Chess Records is associated with Ike Turner. Of course, Ike Turner came out of Clarksdale, Mississippi, just south of Memphis, probably about an hour or so. And legendarily, there's a word for you, he is a fundamental aspect of the recording of a track called Rocket 88. He's going to play the piano and do the arrangement for a singer named Jackie Brinston. And this is generally considered to be the first rock and roll record. Let's hear Ike Turner and Jackie Brinston right here on Pacific Street Blues. You've heard of jalopies, you've heard the noise they make But let me introduce my new Rocket 88 Yes, it's great, just one way Everybody likes my Rocket 88 Baby, we'll ride in style, moving all along Smart and designed, black convertible top, and the gals don't mind. Sporting with me, riding all around town for joy. Blow your horn, Raymond, blow! 
in my rocket and don't be late, baby. We were pulling out about half past eight. Going round the corner and get a bill. Everybody in my car's gonna take a little lift. Move on out, oozing and cruising along.
from Elton John for you right here on Pacific Street Blues. Of course, doing his uh, tribute, if you will, to the late, great Jerry Lee Lewis and a track there called Whole Lot of Shaking going on. Prior to that, of course, we did hear Jerry Lee Lewis doing Great Balls of Fire. Now, an interesting story is for uh, years ago, I was the first guy in the country to pick up a Capricorn release by a guy named Billy Lee Riley. I recognized the name because I'd seen a band called The Wingnuts do a couple of his songs years ago here in Omaha. And so, interestingly enough, Riley calls me and he says, hey, thanks for playing my record. And we kind of developed a friendship out of that. And he, in fact, came to town to play one of the indigenous jams. And if you recall, he got up and played with Chris Duarte's band doing his rockabilly hits that made him famous. Well, Billy told me a couple of things. One is he discovered Jerry Lee Lewis. Lewis was kind of lurking around. And Billy Lee Riley, who was a hillbilly or, or a rockabilly star, and he's from Arkansas, took Jerry Lee into the studio and used him. And eventually, of course, Jerry Lee Lewis eclipses Riley in his own fame. In fact, challenges Elvis Presley as kind of the star of the label. But uh, Billy says, no, I took him in there first. Another interesting uh, story about Billy Lee Riley is I was at Sound Records a couple of years ago, and I noticed they didn't have a picture of Billy Lee Riley on the wall. So I said, look, I can send you one. I have an autographed picture of Billy Lee Riley. Would you like it? Oh, that would be great. So if you ever go to Sun Records and you look really close, you'll see Billy Lee Riley's picture on the wall, and it says, to Rick. <laughs> that's me. And so uh, that's hanging on the wall down at Sun Records. At least I was told uh, they would hang it down there. I haven't been since. Uh, the last kind of story with Billy Lee Riley is I'd gotten to know him over the years and talked to him uh, several times on the phone, uh, quite lengthy conversations. And eventually, you know, we're talking about family and all those kinds of things. Well, one time I'm in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio, and there's a Sun Records display. And I pick up my cell phone and I call Billy Lee and I'm like, Billy, uh, you're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he's like, Rick, Rick, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm like, Billy, I'm sitting here looking at your records hanging in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. His two big hits were Red Hot and the one we're about to hear, Flying Saucer Rock and Roll. And he became quite emotional and overcome. And it was one of those powerful experiences where through a momentary gesture of kindness, you know that you really made somebody's day. And uh, Billy Lee was one of those guys that you just wanted to have a kindred spirit with. And so let's hear the music of Billy Lee Riley and his famous hit, Flying, Rock and Ro Flying Saucer Rock and Roll. And again, if you think about the 50s, that's when the Flying Saucer phenomenon and all those movies were coming out. And of course, we're in the middle of the Red Scare and the th a threat of atomic energy. 
and bombs and things. And so you have kind of these Mothra movies and Godzilla movies and ants and all that. So this is kind of capturing that moment in time. So it's not just a kind of a, a, a novelty record. It is a record which is capturing a moment in time of the psyche of the American people in the Cold War, post-World War II era. Also, we're getting from Eric Clapton and the Impressions doing a track called Just Walking in the Rain. And interestingly enough, Harry Truman had gotten together and uh, gone down as the president of the United States down to Tennessee and he was with the governor of Tennessee at the time and the governor brought in the original band that had recorded this song and they were prisoners so they're called the prisoners and Harry Truman says in essence you really need to pardon these guys every last one of them because the music is so amazing and uh, you may recognize that story that story of course is Lead Belly's story who legendarily Lead Belly the guy that did uh, songs like uh, Midnight Special or uh, uh, House of the Rising Sun, he was in jail in Louisiana and literally sang his way out of jail. At least legend has that. So let's hear this music right here on Pacific Street Blues. So 
was my heart Still remember the of the legendary Memphis recording label Sun Records. We're going to take a brief underwriter's break and come back with the music of Johnny Cash, Charlie Rich, of course the legendary Roy Orbison, as well as Jimmy Page and Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin in our next set of music. Hey baby, jump over here when you do the ooby dooby. I just gotta be near ooby dooby.
and you shake like a big rattlesnake. You do looby dooby till you think your heart breaks. Ooby dooby, ooby dooby. I Walk the Line by Johnny Cash, probably one of the most 
famous country music performers of all time. Of course, interestingly enough, his wife, June Carter Cash, was a member or the daughter of a member of the Carter family, which was the most famous family of country music, the first family of country music. So the legacy of that family lives on in Carlene Carter and Roseanne Cash, and I think John Cash Jr. occasionally does an album as well. But we're taking a look at the music of Sun Records and uh, some of the incredible talent. The stable of stars that came out of that label is simply amazing, as if you go back and take a look at the playlist, you're going to see some really incredible talent. In fact, I would say it hasn't been matched maybe by Chess Records. They had an incredible uh, cavalcade of stars, if you will. And then later, when we take a look at Atlantic Records, of course, Amit Erdogan and his brother Ishi, I think is the way his name is enunciated, Erdogan, and Jerry Wexler, Jerry Wexler appeared on this program, man, it must have been 20 years ago. Uh, they also put together an impressive stable of stars on the Atlantic recording label. Well, let's continue on. One of my favorite artists, we all kind of come to music different, differently. And I've always kind of had an appreciation for country music, but I really began to appreciate it when I explored the music of Charlie Rich. And uh, so, uh, Rich, of course, if... Uh, if you're like me, you associate him with the song Behind Closed Doors, which at the time was not one of my favorite songs. That was just not cool at all. But I really love him now. This is a track called Who Will the Next Fool Be? And then music from Robert Plant and Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin as they also pay tribute to the fabulous Sun recording label by covering the track My Bucket's Got a Hole in It. Right here on Pacific Street Blues. So after you get rid of me 
we've been taking a look at the music of the fabulous Memphis recording label Sun Records. And uh, just to make it crystal clear, some people may say, well, what's that got to do with the blues? Well, of course, what makes Sun Records so interesting is not only does it birth rock and roll with a track by Jackie Brinston and Rocket 88 and the stars that follow, including Elvis Presley, Carl Perkins, and Jerry Lee Lewis, but it's the amalgamation of black gospel, as we heard earlier when they were signing blues artists, guys like Howlin' Wolf and James Cotton and Little Milton Campbell and others, and as well as the amalgamation of white gospel, which is going to be heavily, in, be heavily influenced by black gospel simultaneously by guys like Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, who all grew up in the church, who all began singing gospel music, in fact, have gospel albums out. And you can kind of see where that Americana crossroads connects in Memphis. If you've never been to Memphis, you simply have to go. It is the mecca of great American music, one of the most fabulous music cities in the country, if not the world. Well, we're going to end this exploration of Sun Records with the Million Dollar Quartet. Yes, that's the songs, the body of work, that they did the Broadway play upon. It includes guys like Carl Perkins, Johnny Cash, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Elvis Presley, who just through happenstance ended up in the studios at Sun Records at the same time and began to record gospel music. This captured them. It was not a scheduled session, so it's a little bit rough, but it's definitely a great piece of American history. Oh, what was you playing a while ago, Carl, eh?
the blues ain't nothing but something I can't find. The blues ain't nothing but a missing state of mind. They take me and they shake me and burn me to the ground. They leave me on a mountain with no one else around. The blues ain't nothing but a mystery in the night. They're just an endless tunnel with us looking for some light. There ain't no consolation in a job that's left undone. There's none that goes so blind as those staring at the sun. The blues ain't nothing. The blues ain't nothing. How to find them lonesome blues 
How much time must pass us by before we spread the news? Sing a thing so simple was the hardest thing I knew. One day it came to pass a darkened room, an empty glass. Blues ain't nothing. The blues ain't nothing. The blues ain't nothing. It's something I can't find. It's gonna be a lonely time Blues ain't nothing But a mystery of the night
That's new music from uh, Joe Bonamassa for you right here on Pacific Street Blues from his latest record. It's called Time Clocks, and he had two albums out last year. Very prolific guy. Also, we heard from uh, Chicago blues man Dave Spector and uh, his wonderful music. He's out on the Delmark recording label, and the blues ain't nothing. I want to give a shout out to the people who take time to say hello. That includes Susan Nelson Stein, as well as Alex Wan, Nate Wasinius, Roger Linval, Pam Woody, Doc, Doc Martin, Richard Glass, Rex Granite, Sam Tillman, John Kazuba Jr., Matt and Dottie North, Bob Matthews, Kathy Porter, Cheryl Phillips, Johnny Doman, as well as Bill Bone. Thanks for everybody for saying hello. Johnny D, where were you this week? We missed you. Let's continue on with some music here. We're kind of taking a look at some of the new releases that are out. Of course, these are all new so far, including Carol in Wonderland with kind of a jumpy sort of blues sound called On My Feet Again, and new music from Tinsley Ellis, that out on the Alligator recording label. Of course, Ellis is from Atlanta, Georgia, and a track here called Don't Bury Our Love, right here on Pacific Street Blues.
down in the clay It's not gone But you're treating it that way Certain there's something wrong I don't have a cure It's not over Don't bury our love I should have noticed You were a million miles away other way When I think of what we had and what we can have again I still love you Don't
Well, we've got time for one more set of music. We're going to take a brief underwriter's break and come back with Edgar Winter's homage to his late great brother, Johnny Winter, after this. <laughs> Well, if the country boy named a Johnny be good, he never ever 
brother was the firstborn, got ten fingers and ten toes. And it's a damn good thing, cause he needs all twenty to keep the closet door closed. music from the drive-by truckers for you right here on pacific street blues and a track there called zip city also heard from the fabulous thunderbirds and edgar winter's tribute to his brother 
by playing the song Johnny Be Good. Johnny Winter, of course, so we lost him some time ago now. Well, that's it. i got to get out of here. If you enjoy the show, please tell somebody. We do post the playlist on the Pacific Street Blues Facebook page, as well as that link to the article I referred to for Sparkle Moore, an artist from Omaha in the rockabilly genre. I hope you enjoyed our exploration of Sun Records. I'm going to continue to try to do that from week to week. I'm cutting out of here with what I think is one of the most fabulous recordings sound-wise that I've heard in quite some time. When we listen to this, it's Dave Alvin doing the old Bob Dylan track, Highway 61, and the interplay between the sound quality of the drums and Dave's guitar, I think, is just magnificent, poetic, if you will. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. God said to Abraham, kill me a son. And Abe said, man, you must be putting me on. God said, no. Abe said, what? God said, you can do what you want, Abe, but... Next time you see me coming, yeah, you better run. Abe said, well, you want this killing done? And God said, out on highway. 61 Well, George's Sam, he had a bloody nose And the welfare department wouldn't give him no clothes So he asked poor Howard, where can I go? And Howard said, there's only one place I know. And Sam said, tell me quick, man, I gotta run. Well, old Howard just pointed with his gun and said, that way, down Highway 61. Well, Mac the Fingers said to Louis the King, I got 40 red, white, and blue shoe strings and a thousand telephones that don't ring. Now, do you know where I could maybe get rid of these things? Louis the King said, let me think for a minute, son. And he said, yeah, I think it can be easily done. Just take everything down to Highway 61. Now the fifth daughter on the twelfth night told the first father that things weren't right. My complexion, she says, is much too wide and he said come here and step into the light mm, yeah you're right let me tell the second mother this has been done 
But the second mother was with the seventh son And they were both out on Highway 61 Now the roving gambler, he was very bored He was trying to create the next world war So he found a promoter who nearly fell off the floor Who said, well I've never engaged in this kind of thing before But yeah, I think it can be very easily done We'll just put some bleachers out in the sun and Have it out on Highway 61 